And now, your local forecast. Here we go. You're tuning into the forecast. My name is M4 Sonic. Tonight, I'm joined by my co-host, Chief Street. Hey, yo. How are we? Yeah, good, man. It's it's warm tonight. I'll tell you that. It is. It's kind of tropical. I think it's threatening to rain here in Adelaide. It's tomorrow, stormy. Tomorrow's going to be bad, apparently. So, yeah. yeah. All right, lucky we're recording tonight. All thunderstorms and rain and everything. So. It's inevitable. The studio's power will be knocked out. Yeah, that's been a bit of a reoccurring issue. Unfortunately, it's just this street. There's, I think, a stoby pole, a power line yep. on this road. And when it's wet conditions in Adelaide, people decide to drive like idiots and someone keeps hitting the power line and it knocks it out to the whole street. So Really? That's, that's it? There you go. So on tonight's episode, we've got some exciting stuff to cover. Mm-hmm. I want to get into Grand Theft Auto 6, the most exciting news that's hit the world of gaming in forever. I mean, it's been, what, 10 years? Yeah, something like that. Of five. I've got some exciting updates about a couple of music platforms, one in particular called Chorus, which I've been involved in. And I think you've got a few things you wanted to go through tonight as well. Uh, yeah, I want to chat about Kiss yep. and how they're not going to be a band anymore. What? Yep, they're packing it up. We'll get into that a bit more later on. Yeah, and right. And if we've got time, maybe just touch on a few things about Spotify. Uh, I think what's most important is GTA, right? Well, everybody knows that follows me. I'm an avid gamer and love Grand Theft Auto. It's right. been the li- like lifeblood of my gaming. It's pretty well the only game I play. So you got into the online part of it as well, because that's something I never dipped into. Okay, so you always storyboard. Yeah, pretty much. Look, I'm about as probably as green as it gets for yeah, like GTA. Right. Like We're going to change that. Yeah. Oh, dude. Well, I mean, after seeing that sort of trailer oh. and the scope of the game, you're basically like, okay, well, this is like I'm taking work off mm-hmm. and I'm going to play this game. So there's some good news and some bad news. The good news is, is that it's, uh, well, actually, no, it's bad news. It's really just bad news and bad news. The bad news is it comes out 2025. And the killer about that is it's like, when in 2025? Is it January or (laughs) Or is is it it December? Also, you just get that feeling that it's going to be delayed a bit. Like Always. Yeah. Okay, so here's what we know about Grand Theft Auto 6. For the first time in Grand Theft Auto history, we have a female protagonist, and I can't wait. I think that's kick-ass. Yeah, so it looked like a little like Bonnie and Clyde, Bonnie kinda, and Clyde, which like, is cool, tandem. interesting dynamic. And I was in the in the trailer when they were like, "Trust, trust." I was like, "Ah, oh, someone's gonna backstab someone." Like, I, this is gonna end. someone's gonna die. Oh, it's gonna end oh. in te- like it's gonna. I can tell you, you know, they're gonna have that really great relationship. Mm. They're gonna go through all this stuff and get each other's back, and then something at the end is just gonna break you. I'm interested because the character that you could jump in the Grand Theft Auto Five, you know, you could go from Trevor to yeah, Michael, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, you could yeah. jump. I thought that was cool as. And I would always spend a way more time on one character than the other. Mm-hmm. I was always the psycho Trevor. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, just, you know, let my inner rage out. And do you think it, it's going to have the same thing? I imagine You so. don't know? Who just knows? Know. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. They've given us so, like, such little information about the game. Like, we don't really know what the map is. We know the just Vice big. City is back. Yeah. It's just going to be huge, I assume. So the first Grand Theft Auto that I really got into was Vice City. My mates all had PlayStations and I didn't. And so mm. I would play their Grand Theft Autos, like Liberty Cities and things like that. Yeah. But I got a PlayStation 2 and I got Vice City and I spent pretty well my entire childhood on a boat, <laughs> just cruising, listening to the radio in Miami, oh. loving life. And then I would jump off that boat and drown. You couldn't swim. You couldn't. 
Wow. Yeah, the game's come a long way. You could not swim in the original Vice Cities. It was so annoying. If you you would run down to a boat, yeah? And if you run down the wharf and then you would hit square and he would awkwardly jump oh. and then he would just tumble into the water and it would be like, dum dum. And you just think, like you said, how far it's come now. Well, what I'm really excited about, AI has been a massive player of 2023, like in terms of what people have been experimenting with and talking about. We've got ChatGPT, which is just going nuts. Mm-hmm. And then obviously all the AI integrations with all the websites, like the Adobe suite that we use often here at the studio. The amount of AI integration right now is just incredible. What they're saying is the NPCs in Grand Theft Auto are going to have so much AI, like the police apparently are going to be able to negotiate with you when you need like in a hostage situation. Oh, so everything's going to be unique for everyone as well? well I imagine so. The- I think just the amount of in-depth like yeah. uh, intelligence in the game is going to be phenomenal. Also, did you notice in the trailer just how many people were in the game? Did you notice in the trailer as well that all the little snapshots were based on real events in Florida? What? Yeah, like little, like, oh, you know, there was the prisoner... And then, or like the guy with all the face tats, and then there was like the alligators and the girls twerking on the car and stuff. They're all real things that have happened in Florida. I did not know that. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. So they've they've like referenced like proper news events. So someone was twerking on a car. Yeah, yeah. You can go find it. It was on Twitter and that like all the time. I was was watching it before. The other thing we know is that we think it's in the present day. It doesn't look like it's set back. Like the original Vice City was like back in the 80s, right? If someone's twerking on a car, I mean, that's 2023. It looks like there's some sort of social media integration into the game as well, which is genius. As in like character-based social media, like in the game or like my... I think in the game. It looks it looks like okay, so in Grand Theft Auto Five you could have a phone, right? Yeah. yeah. And you could access computers. I imagine there will be something like that again, but Mm. relevant to today. So gonna be incredible, man. I'm worried because I am just getting into my groove into work life balance. I was like, what are you worried about? It's like, oh, you're going to lose your life. <laughs> like, We are thinking of getting rid of one of the studios here because there's a fourth, right? That yeah, room yeah, that yeah. we haven't done anything with. Yeah. I think that might become the Grand Theft Auto room. Booth, the, just the gaming booth. I, Luke is just like, how about instead of spending all that time in the gaming booth, you get in the recording studio? Okay, well, here's the thing. All right, I was, okay, <laughs> in all honesty, I was listening to a track today, Luke, called Tropicana, which it's, thank, Luke just said off camera, it's a banger. It is uh, inspired by Miami, like Vice mm. City. But considering I've only been to Miami once, most of my influence of Florida has... Actually, no, that's not true. Warp Tour, I went there a couple of times. Uh, okay. Arguments like I haven't been there many times. Most of my influence of Florida has come from Grand Theft Auto and Tropicana, the track I made, is just like... Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, it's such a non-emphorsonic track. It, it really just sounds like... I'm interested. You have to show me soon. Yeah, I might put a little snippet in this. Did you see that... It broke the record. Yeah, on YouTube. Uh, for more views in one day than Mr. Beast. Yeah, That's so incredible. it was eighty-five million was the the final number. So can we argue that this was the biggest dick tease ever in history of mankind? Because to announce uh, something, yeah, or next year, not even. not even. Yeah, look, it's a it's genius. Like the the thing is, the numbers for everything are only going to continue to go up, right? Like. Drake's only going to break more streaming stuff. And the next YouTube video for GTA, you know, 7 in Mm. 15 years is going to be even bigger, you know? But incredible stuff. Like, so the thing I'm thinking about is like the type of records it broke like yesterday or whenever it came out compared to the type of stuff it's going to break when it actually releases. So GTA 5 online at the moment earns 500 mil a year. 
So you think about they're now going <laughs> to not only get some like online revenue, but they're going to get the purchase of the games on top. So like they're just, are we buying shares in Rockstar? Dude, they're just going to clean up and break everything. I need to buy shares in Rockstar. But then it's going to be like one of the best games, you know, full stop ever, right? Yeah, and I guess for another decade, you'd imagine. I mean, okay, here's my concerns. Mm. You said you didn't play the online version of Grand Theft Auto Five. Yeah, so you, you you might have to break it down a bit. When it originally started, your character flies in on a plane, right? So mm. that you start off by creating a character, kind of like The Sims, which was pretty cool. You could customize them a fair bit. Mm. You could also have a female character, which I loved. Mm. So I made two. I had me and then Miss M4, which should now be Mrs. M4. And, uh, oh, you, dude, if you made a hot chick character in that game, you just got followed around. Real? <laughs> oh, dude, yeah. As if it was real life. Just all the online dudes just sweats. Just sweats. Like, it's like, yeah, we're all, we're all probably dudes playing yeah, right? as female chicks. So, anyway, you fly in on this plane and you land. And the first missions you do are really just like basic stuff. Like, you don't have any weapons, yep. you know, you're just doing like small time stuff and eventually build up. What happened? is that the developers decided to really cash in on dopamine addicts mm-hmm. and the game got a little bit silly. Okay? Yeah. So the last time I logged in, you could get hover bikes. Yeah. You could have laser guns. Yeah, there yeah. were submarines on Santa Monica Beach, just like whatever. Yeah, yeah. They just went too far in that everything was so customizable. It just got unbelievable. Were they just chasing the like micro-purchases basically? Yeah, have, I, effectively, yeah. because it was, I mean, for a while there, I had a few businesses that I owned and, and you know, like, it was quite seriously, everyone. <laughs> yeah. And uh, my portfolio. My portfolio was quite large and then I got impatient and they brought out super yachts and I was like, you know what? I want a super yacht. It was about 8 million to buy a super yacht. And uh, Rach totally caught me like grabbing the credit card one night and punching in my details into the PlayStation yeah, store yeah. and I just bought one outright. I ask how much? Uh, well, I put 200 USD. Into the game. In total? Like over the whole time or just for that boat? Just that session. Mm, okay. Uh, but, you know, I wanted to... Okay, look, I have a crew. And I, oh, uh, the last fair. I checked, I had 400 crew members in Grand Theft Auto Five. Wow. Yeah. Currently, there's 414 members. I reckon you, you're going to be able to pull like that amount again. Yeah, we played sure. regularly. And what would happen is that anyone that did several missions with me would go up in the ranking. So you would have like your lowest rank members that would get... Um, access to merch and all that sort of stuff, but not many mm-hmm. perks. And then as you would go up, um, you could also like rename what the ranking system was and everybody get a custom number plate and the cars was cool as fuck. Oh, and uh, I had sergeants and colonels and all that sort of stuff. And eventually like you would get to like management level and then you could start managing the crew as well. So we had like enforcers and all sorts. Of, it was really cool. And I loved it. It was a really great um, community. And I think a lot of the, the members that joined the crew didn't even know that it was related to the Enforsonic brand. They just right. liked maybe the color of the car or the branding, whatnot. But I wanted them to have perks like the yacht and the, the house and the businesses okay, and all that sort okay, of stuff. So okay. it made a lot of sense. But it just, the game got stupid. Mm. And, you know, you would walk out of your house or whatever and just get bombarded with, you know, super weapons. And it just, the, the game lost, for me, the, I want to say it was the, the real ability, even though it's not a word. Um, do you know what I mean? Like it, it, was, it was like Sims. You know this game's fake because when you fire a rocket launch into a building, it doesn't do much. Yeah. But you also kind of feel like it's your second life. Mm-hmm. But when it got a little bit sci-fi and, and stupid. It's over it just, the top. Yeah. And then the online mode, you had all these like arcades and, and you know, you could be driving your car in the sky because it was a flying match or something. It just got weird. Well, it kind of relates to what I've just gone through with Fortnite, right? They, yeah. they brought back the, the OG map 
And okay. so basically, randomly in one of their off seasons, they stripped it all back yep. and they went from where it started. Yep. And then every every week they'd like skip a couple seasons as if it was like its natural growth again from zero to ten uh, seasons. And dude, we all like my whole my whole crew got back on. We had like six, eight of us on every night. Awesome playing again. Yep. And then that ended, and they've jumped back to real time, which is this current season, mm. and it's bots are in the game and there's all like slowly they started bringing back like it just got futuristic like Peter Griffin's in the, in the game now yeah. you know what I mean M&M's in the game yeah. like, and it just not. Uh, I just the simplicity of what it was is why I loved it I think that summarizes really well Grand Theft Auto 6 if you can somehow keep the simplicity on online mode so it doesn't go crazy and weird and over the top like it did in Grand Theft Auto 5 mm. or at least have the option when you sign in online to playlists man to playlists like keep it real or like let's go full full speed So that's like, what frustrates me about Fortnite as well right they have 4000 playlists like you can play Lego Fortnite you can play oh, this I Fortnite played you can ages. play this Fortnite yet they won't keep one playlist that is just OG. Like, why can't I just yeah, come in and yeah, play yeah, the game yeah. that I love? Yep. Anyway, you know, it is what it is. I'm sure there's some method behind the madness, which is probably a bit of dollars. You know, totally. Just, look, at the end of the day, you know, whatever. Yeah. Well, we'll <laughs> so, be getting GTA anyway. We'll be getting GTA. Fun. We've got a year. And uh, what I want to do is I want to check in with the crew and see if we can get that 400 crew across yeah. to GTA 6. Doesn't look like it's going to be on PC. I think that will obviously change. Like it would have to. How long? Yeah. What? How long was it not on PC for? I don't know, but yeah. I, I think I liked that it will become all cross-platform. Like it doesn't matter yeah, if you're on yeah, Xbox yeah. or PlayStation, whatever. I actually haven't upgraded my PlayStation since four because I just have not had time. Yeah. Like I just don't have time to no play shit. games. It's it's kind of funny not having it on PC though, though, right? Like there's so many legit real gamers, like the hardcore gamers. Yeah. Probably have a PC. Correct. And then... But I love console. They'll have... Cons if you really love games, you have consoles it anyway. It evens the playing field. And I am much better on a controller. I never mm. used controllers on PC. Like the mouse. I just couldn't... There. Obviously, with the Mac environment, there is... The gaming's not about it. So, like, I've always just had separate... I play games. I play Xbox. I make music. I browse the internet. That's on, you know, yep. Apple environment. So. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Oh, well, I'm, I'm super excited. The graphics look... Absolutely phenomenal. I think I'm going to spend a lot of time in that ecosystem. And I hope that we can really integrate that into the forecast. Mm. So what I would like to do is be able to have a chat here with our crew and then go, right, jump on. let's jump on. I think that was the most enthusiastic chat we've had in a long time. Look, I'm going to be honest. I miss it. I really miss it. I It reminds you of your past. That's why it's the nostalgia hits. Massively. And it's been a big part of my life. Yeah, that's awesome. You know, so this is very... And obviously for a lot of people, you don't get 85 million views. Was it 85 million or 85 billion? How many was it? 85 million. You don't get 85 million views on a video if it doesn't resonate with someone. So well done, Rockstar. Yeah. Bloody good stuff. All right, got some other exciting news. What's that? So we've been talking about AI and new platforms for music. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm going to jump in and be part of a platform called Chorus. Wow. Okay? Okay. Yeah, really exciting about Chorus. Have you ever used something like Splice? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. So they've got, it's the equivalent of Splice and it's user-generated content. So like I will be making music and content for Chorus. So you can take your music and your samples and things and put it on their platform? All the samples, chords, melodies, vocals, all that. Everything. And it goes into what they call Nebula. 
right? This is pretty cool. So yeah. when you, you use it on a desktop, yeah, and it basically looks like space. And if you see all these stars, they're color coded depending on what, if they're an instrument or mm-hmm. if vocal or what. You yeah. can also go by genre or artist, like similar to you know any other sound. It sounds library. more like visual though, in a way, it's incredibly like it has, visual. Yeah, and very quick too. If you hover your mouse over the sound, like the soundscape builds in front of you. This is what they've done that I think is genius. A very long time ago, during a very long flight with my first ever manager, we talked about a way to create a system where all the artists always got, I guess, a cut of a song that they made equally and fairly. And it was just such a complicated math problem that nobody could solve and we never got anywhere. And the reason for it is that to this day, the original weapon, the 64 sample launchpad original song, could not exist in a commercial sense because it was too hard to clear all the samples. Mm-hmm. So what I ended up doing was recreating samples, which I got close, but not perfect. And we couldn't clear vocal samples, things like that. And to this day, I, I still think that we probably could have if we'd understood or people in the game had worked harder. It just was it's just too complicated back then. Yeah. Right? 64 licenses. It's a lot of songs. It's a lot of permissions. Yeah. So it just got too hard basket and we, we eventually made Weapon 2.0, which I, and I agreed, and people gave me feedback and it's not as good. It's not as good. Chorus, right? Mm-hmm. This is where it gets really cool. If you make a sample and someone uses that sample in their creation, it, the data associated with you being like, okay, Chief Street, you made that kick drum or that, yep. that growl or whatever, and I then download that sample and I use it in the song. That song credits you wow. for what you've contributed to it. So you have little pieces of ownership from Correct. wherever your like, samples kind of spread. Yep. And my understanding is then if that song is then released in a commercial sense, yep. you get a cut. It's a little wee little cut for a little cut. That's so cool, man. It's so cool. I feel like sometimes if you, you know, make sample packs and and share your sounds in that, like people can use them, but you can never track where it's gone or anything, right? right. Yep. They kind of just go into the system and into the internet and then that's kind of the last you hear about it. But this way you kind of get to keep track of where it all is. And not only that, you kind of benefiting from... Well, look, this is the thing that has really shaken up the music industry. We, we talk about this often. It's so hard for an artist to really monetize just the song. Okay, don't get me wrong. You can monetize yourself in so many other different like, ways and we've discussed that openly on this podcast and we'll continue to divulge all the ways that an artist can sustain themselves financially. But it is hard. Like it's really difficult and it costs a lot of money to get any outcome. And even mm. then it takes years, right? You know, when we see the guys at the top that are just crushing it and making the six figures easily, like that took 10 years. Yeah. And so it's hard. But what this is showing, the significance in giving everybody a cut, it's saying we value your yeah, art. Wrong. Someone's obviously seen value in it. And then if they on sell it, you still get a cut. And it's exponential. Like uh, we, we talk about like compounding interest and the snowball effects. It'd be so cool if you made a snare that was used over 10,000 times, mm. right? Or you made a melody or a chord progression that someone was like, I love that, and they remix it, and then someone else takes it, and they get super creative, and then their interpretation of that creates a number one hit. Yeah. You still get a cut of that. And yeah, and it, like you said, it grows. So you could be getting tiny little streams, but from a large, a large yeah. pool of, of songs. Exactly. You know, we talk about you know, putting your eggs in one basket. Mm. Well, this is a really encouraging sign that the music industry is uh, pro-creation of music and collaboration. It's cool. 
It's really cool. And to think of the boundaries we can push, then they've got the integration of Chorus AI. So this is the it's a little bot. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Kind of follows your mouse when you're playing with it on the screen. What you can do is you can say, all right, I like this song that I've chosen from Nebula or this little sound bite, and it will create a track. And then you can be like, mm, don't like the bass. Let's sub that to something else. Or maybe I want to change the percussion or let's try a different melody yeah. or whatever. And it's with you, even if you had no musical knowledge or if you've never used a, a door, right? Digital audio workstation, like where you talk about Ableton all the time, you've got no understanding of any of those bits of software. That's fine because anybody can use this web-based platform. Mm-hmm. And the 12-year-old me is losing his mind because for the first time, like, I mean, I can appreciate even like the next generation are going to have the ability to create on the fly with no limitations. Like 12-year-old me had all this software. My dad was very, um, he encouraged me to, you know, get into software. So I had, it's called Cubase. You, I've heard of it, but Cubase. I don't use it. I had Cubase, didn't know how to use it. So what I would do is I would play my iTunes songs in Cubase and I would put all these effects on them yeah. and I, on my little laptop that was so majorly underpowered and I would like pretend to DJ. Yeah. You can do that now. Wow. So it's got like AI integration into it that helps you build songs. Yep. That's uh, scary for, for an artist like me, but, but I'm well, excited too. I mean, it opens the door to us so much. I mean, right? I've even been using a bit of AI in my mastering. Yep. So it's been good like Ozone. Yep. Uh, that helps too. So say I've got a cold or I'm not in my studio or mm. I'm mixing on headphones or whatever and I can get Ozone to analyze a mix and it can really show like, nah, yep. there's major problems in the base here. Well, it's just nice to have a little companion to help you along. So I'm all for it. I don't think we should rely on it. Yeah, yeah, but to help. But to help. So some very exciting, promising moves in the right direction. So expect more updates. I'm going to talk about Chorus a lot. That's really impressive. Yeah, so stay tuned for that one. All right, so um, dropped a bit of a bombshell before about Yes, what's going on there? Because you're a big fan. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, well... So they, they played a concert recently at MSG, which is in New York, and they announced that it's going to be their last live performance ever. They're pretty much packing it up, but that doesn't mean that's it for KISS. They're going to start doing the same as an, um, another band from past time. I don't know if you've known about this, but they do another performance as holograms. So what? KISS are basically immortalizing themselves and through motion capture and that. Have recreated their band and they're gonna uh, now perform as their avatars. So, wait, 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 explain this to me. So, they're gonna film it once and then just play it? They've already done it. So, they showed it at the end of the show when they were in MSG uh, and that's how they announced it. So, they've already gotten in the studio uh, and they've basically, uh, you know, worn all the dots and, and sang the songs and stuff. And what they'll do is they're basically, I don't know if they're gonna copy exactly what ABBA has done. But did you know ABBA has already done it? The ABBA in London have a virtual show called ABBA Voyage. 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 (laughs) Far out. Yeah, Voyage. Uh, And so they have a virtual only show. Right. But they, basically, it costs them 175 million to create it. Is that all? 175 million to create a hologram? it's in a specific venue. It's not, Something oh, okay. that gets deployed all over the world. It's you go to this one place. It's a three thousand person venue, right. and that's where you'll see the show. And it's a full like experience. So I think that's what Kiss is going to go for as well. They might create like their own venue for it, 
Um, but the beauty in it is that is if you're in, if you're ABBA, right, you now uh, never have to perform again. You sell out, basically they've sold out 99% of their shows. What? And they can perform any day of the week, 24-7. We talked about this. Was it not too f- recently? Like we, we said if Tiesto was doing a hologram show, would you go? And you were like, no. Nah. Right. So I guess I missed, we didn't clarify the, the performance, I guess. I, in my perspective, it was like he was getting, I, you know, blasted into a lame venue in Adelaide, right? Not, oh, we're going to this specific venue that is fully uh, created okay. for this experience. Like you know the what I mean? sphere. Yeah, yeah. It, say if the sphere on a minimal thing was the Kiss yeah. dome. Okay. And that's, they now live in Vegas and yeah, seven days a week you can buy tickets to this fully VR show. But it's more than just, yeah, it's not a lame little holographic. It's a full performance thing. So ABBA, yeah, they, they, they do two mil a week. Okay, interesting. I went to Michael Jackson Cirque du Soleil in Las Vegas and at mm. the end it was pretty well a hologram of him performing and it blew my freaking mind. Like yeah. the atmosphere of the crowd, seeing MJ, even though like, obviously not him, but it was him. Yeah. And I don't know how they did it, but it was incredible. And I also remember seeing Tupac. Yeah, was that a like an NFL? I can't remember, man, but that was that was pretty jaw dropping stuff. And I, I yeah, I, I kind of see it. I can't. I, so if, if you were there, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess I was when you asked me that question a while ago. I, I like I said, I was thinking more of not the cheap side, but not the whole experience in a venue created for it, and that which I think would be really special. How do they inter- interact with the crowd? Like, I reckon it would just be so like scripted within the show, right, that the engagement or the expected, uh, you know, energy in that would just be played into it, right? I guess, yeah. Like, yeah. This is already more than just a band, right? They're a full, like, entertainment juggernaut. Like, yeah, yeah, you yeah. go see Kiss to, to see Gene Simmons spit blood and for yeah. fire to rain down upon you and stuff. Not because they're a cracker band, like they're all right. <laughs> but, you know, you go, for, <laughs> you go for the full, the full experience. So okay. I think it works really well for them, to be yeah. honest, because like think about the venue they get. They're just going to put the most ridiculous stuff in it. They'll just have fire and fireworks and, you know. Yeah. They'll right. clean up. They're very smart businessmen. So, well, Gene loves money. So I reckon, yeah. Okay. So why choice at their age, right? Pack it up. You know, you're 75 or whatever. You can see, like, kind of lose your stage presence and ability. Age, <laughs> which is fair enough. They've all yeah. given it a really good crack. But, you know. After 140 years, it's time to... <laughs> <laughs> don't be so mean on them. That's that. I don't know if you've seen, like, Guns N' Roses and Axel. Axel's he's struggling at the top there sometimes. <laughs> it's, it's rough. All right, that's pretty cool. We'll stay tuned for that. Yeah. And you had one other thing, Spotify. Yeah, well, Luke uh, Luke shared an article today uh, to me saying that so they cut another 17% of their workforce. So 1,500 people this year, and they've already done 800 earlier. So totaling 2,300 people, which is about 23% of their total workforce, has been let go. Why? They're not making any money, I don't think. I don't think their margins have been enough. 
Interesting. And they, I saw too that they're not paying out royalties if you get less than a thousand yeah. streams, which makes which, sense. Like, yeah, so both make sense. Like if your business isn't making money, well, we will get rid of a lot of people and we'll start paying a lot of people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. That's interesting. Yeah. Um, I think like there was obviously a massive tech boom a few years ago and I think a lot of businesses, not just Spotify, are probably like paying like, well, yeah, paying the price of that kind of coming down a bit. Right. Were, all those tech companies like bulk employed and, and that, and mm. then suddenly they're like, oh, we've got too many people here. Interesting because I guess the curators at Spotify, speaking from a label's perspective, a global league, when we would reach out to curators to be like, hey, we want to put this white picture song for playlisting, they just didn't have enough people. They just did not have enough resources. So for the 200 A&Rs that they had globally mm. and for the 100,000 songs being uploaded daily, the pitch form request that we would send even as a label, let alone just as some independent artist, nobody was attending to it. I Yeah, I've, I've filled in that oh, so many times. It's a waste <laughs> it just, of yeah, time. It's, it's a bit of a who-you-know game, I think. Well, well you, you know, just got to be on their radar a little as well. You do. And Luke and I visited Spotify in Sydney years ago. And I'll never forget, we're having this meeting and we're having these chats and then someone was a regular. And I can't remember if it was an artist, Luke. I think it was an artist, but someone was a regular and they would bring the crew at Spotify a basket of avocados. That's how they got in. Avos. Avocados. Pretty pricey. I mean, yeah, that, that, that person's so balling. That was, well, not coffees. I bring coffee, avocados. Uh, he brought avocados and… In exchange for playlisting. Well, I don't know if… It was in exchange for entry. You know, it was just an exchange so that hey, I'm rocking up and I'm not just going to ask for help. I'm bringing a basket of avocados. I, yeah, I commend the creativeness. And it was interesting. We were a bit stumped because at the end of this meeting, this guy's looking at us blankly like, so why are you here? I'm like, well, we're a record label and yeah. we've got all these artists and we want to help them. And they're like, all right. And it was just like, <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> what, he said, cut this. <laughs> Where's your habit? Yeah, 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 exactly. And well, yeah, well, what'd you bring us? <laughs> and I, you know, we totally were like, well, fair. Like we are, it's, it's kind of unilateral here. We're, we're trying to ask for you to help promote these artists because we think their music's fantastic, but that just. Just asking for something, right? As is, Things are always a two-way street. Uh, well, that's it. And, you know, the value proposition has to be there. That's going to be the hardest thing for artists in, in like starting out is that that pitch request form says, what was the biggest show you've just played and what upcoming tours do you have and what press material do you have? And you're like, dude, I have three followers. Yeah, exactly. Mum, my cat, and you. Yeah. Like, that's it. And I'm asking for some playlist support. Mm. I need the playlist support to be able to get those opportunities. So it's... Yeah, yeah. well, exactly. So 1,000 streams is... Equivalent to like $3.50 to $5. Now look, a thousand US. streams, legit streams, a thousand streams is a lot. Like, yeah, if you're not like doing the the shitty playlist, like pay to win stuff or like just... If you're starting out in music farm. and you have your song played a thousand times, imagine if you said to someone, my song has been played on mainstream radio a thousand times. That would have significance. All right. How many times, I've got a question for you, did... Taylor Swift's music get played in the last year. Too many. This is from the Spotify Wrapped of this year. Well, I want I want a number from you and make it big. Big. Hundred billion. <laughs> <laughs> a little less. Okay, uh, hundred billion. <laughs> More than that. Oh, 
You had it right with the B. I'll say billion. that much. A billion. Oh. Two billion. 26. Okay, so that is... 26 billion streams. Like, how? Well, I think... I, I wish I did the math on that, but... Okay, so yeah, so Spotify Rap came out last week, and I posted, which you gave me hell for the last episode, <laughs> that dude. because I haven't, and now I've talked about metrics. So I've put out two songs this year. It was meant to be thirty six. It's two, and still surpassed a million streams, which I'm stoked about because it means that the old catalog's still yeah, just chugging awesome. away, and we haven't done any promotion. Like, uh, yeah, so that's great. But I, for the longest time, I've been pulling those numbers and not talking about it because I really want to have something crazy. It's uh, crazy. No, I'll show you what's crazy. So a few Adelaide artists and a few Aussies have been putting out their stats. and They've done really well, you know, from 5 million to all the way up to 200 million streams, which is really impressive, right? Yes. Stargate, the producers who oh, discovered yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. They did their Spotify raps. But that's because they've got their, their, like, their fingers in yes, a lot of little how pies. how many? Billions, I reckon. I, I, look, I don't know their catalogue and how much production to, Billion yeah, streams. And when the producers you, are the ones that, because they've got their fingers in all these little artists. And they make great guys. records with great people. Like when your roster of collaborations is, you know, Katy Perry and yeah. Rihanna. And, He's clean enough. Yeah, I found, um, I didn't see their numbers, but there's a great um, producer duet from Perth who are absolutely killing it in the hip-hop game. I can't remember the name. FNZ. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I follow them on Dude, Instagram. Yeah, they yeah, yeah. would, like, if, I don't know if they even put their numbers out of them. For, for guys like that, like, what for? You know, they don't really get a lot of return on it. But, like, they, you know, when you're making songs, you've got credits for Drake and, and yeah. Kendrick and stuff. Like, it's like, you know, numbers for them is just off the charts. You're like, yeah, we produced Future's latest record. Like, I mean, it, it was, I didn't really think about it this year when I got my raps. I was like, I'm going to post this because why not? But I think, when you start comparing yourselves to others, you can, I don't know. Joy of Thief. Comparison is the joy of thief. It is. Well, so, I got just under, sorry, I'm cutting you off. I got just up under 50, but I don't pay for a thing. So yeah. I'm really happy. Yeah, yeah. So you should be. Do you have the dollar amount on Taylor Swift? 97 no. million. Okay. Well, but no, that's total rev. Total so, revenue, yeah, which, no, sorry, let's say the labels. going to be tiny. Labels but. definitely taking 80%. Plus all the songwriters and everybody else that's contributing. I guess it's less the it's less about what Taylor takes home and more just how much money that music makes as a whole. Okay, here's another really scary fact that Luke was telling me about last week, and I do want to get Luke in. Yeah, it's true. Neighboring rights. If you don't know what that is, yeah. join the other ninety nine percent of the music industry. What's happening around the world is there are royalties not being collected. Is that because they're in um, like different, I forget what they're called, but like countries, territories. Yeah. Territories, yeah. So I currently would not be collecting my royalties outside of Australia. Is that right, Luke? We'll get Luke in to talk about this, but okay. if you're a contributing artist or a con- just uh, like say I would play the guitar or the bass or something on a song and then that got played in Russia, another country, the there are royalties due to you. Yeah, that so you wouldn't know about. Everyone unless, just thinks that because my song's on APRA that I'm getting all the royalties. APRA, Apra for is the Australian, Australian Performing Rights Association. So yeah. you're actually missing out on everything everywhere else. It's it, crazy. And getting you know getting back to chorus. This is why you know because when you study music, you study the theory of music or songwriting and all that sort of stuff. You're not doing a business course. Unlike what I hear from Amsterdam is that they're actually 
when they're teaching these kids music, they're teaching them the back-end music, mm. like business. Wow. We will try and educate without boring our audience to tears here on the forecast of things that you should know, especially if you are an electronic dance music producer or even a vocalist. You just need to know your rights. And mm. at the end of the day, agreement's an agreement, but you don't know what you don't know. And all these royalties that are circulating around the world right now that people could be collecting on, it's a lot of work to go get those royalties. And if you're not generating huge amounts of, it. is it worth it, you know? Do you drive from one petrol station to the other to save 20 cents? Mm. Or do you go, eh, my, my time is worth more. Th-. Like, you know. I've been so, going to Costco for cheap petrol, so yes, I do. Well, how's your engine going? Yeah, it's all right. I live not too far away from there. How's your, oh, mate, it's premium or nothing. Feels so bad. You get premium. Always. I care about my engine. Well, I just get unleaded. Dude, you, oh. All right. <laughs> uh, I've got one, one fun question before we wrap it up can you name one top 10 song from Spotify wrapped for 2023 you're on the clock one top 10 song I reckon that's a no that's fair enough but can you just say a song for us <laughs> He's got nothing. Is one of them by the Kid Leroy? No. Mm. Is one of them Post Malone? Let's just say the two out of the oh, top. Taylor Swift. Yeah, she's in it, but you won't. I don't know. You're not going to know the song names, I assume. Right? I just don't care. You, I reckon you can get the first one. Dua Lipa, surely, is top 10. Nah, it's another big female pop star. Oh, nah. Nah, well, I don't know. Rhymes with Smiley. What? <laughs> what? Rhymes with Smiley. Oh my God, really? It's almost like it Smiley Pyrus. <laughs> <laughs> smiley, Miley. Yeah. Oh, okay, I was going to go with Wiley or something. Dude. Oh, Miley. <laughs> back up, back up. Miley. Yeah, Smiley number one with flowers. Yeah, right. Cause, uh, did you see all those memes? <laughs> with the, <laughs> the voice. The voice. <laughs> Man. What, oh, like okay, Miley Cyrus. Well done, <laughs> Miley. I used to be young. What, that song? <laughs> Is it? And then I used I, to be young. Oh, Go I on. just know the chorus. I can buy myself flowers. Woo! He's got pipes. Yeah. All right, sweet. Uh, right. I just, I don't know. I feel like the top 10. Mm. Miley Cyrus, Scissor, Harry Styles are your top three. Harry, oh my Taylor has. Swift's got two in there. You got some hip hop. And yeah, that's about it. Just don't care. Top 10 annual, uh, top 10 albums. Again, uh, Bad care. Bunny, Taylor Swift, Scissor, The Weeknd. And who's Bad Bunny? Uh, he's a big Latino hip hop artist. Okay, yep. And I know you're going to get this one right. Don't let me down. The number one top podcast globally is. <gasps> it's us. Yeah. The Forecast. <laughs> Woo. Yeah, yeah no, thank it. you to the uh, the two million people that's that tune in on Spotify. Uh, we love your guts, and thank you for, for sharing in this experience. You know, we've only done less than thirty episodes, and to be number one is just unreal. So, thank you. It's incredible, and it's, it's incredible. also incredible that Logan Paul is not even in the top twenty-five. So his is and all... they claim to be number one. <laughs> well, I tell you what, if he can't even get in the top twenty-five, Jesus, there you oh, go. You know the number one, right? Yeah, it's us. Oh. I want to get it wrong again. It's Joe. <laughs> yeah, okay. Hats off, Joe. Yeah, yeah well done. <laughs>
well, well played. Your video quality is shocking. The amount of money I've spent on cameras, and yet you are number one, but your guests are really fire. So uh, we'll get Elon Musk one day, and we'll take number one spot. So I guess we're close contender num- number two. Mm. I mean, how are you going to know? You Spotify look- 2024 wrap is going to be huge for us. If we don't post it, then it'll be even bigger. <laughs> All righty. <laughs> All right. Thanks for tuning in. And we'll see you on Grand Theft Auto in about 18 months. Ciao.